Blog Talk Radio. This is the Roman Show for the episode of July 24th. This week's guest is none other than Titan FC featherweight champion Jay-Z Cavacante, who will be defending his title at the August 5th Titan FC number 40 right here in South Florida. This plus much more on the Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. To my side, my co-host, the dashing one, George Alonzo. It's another episode of The Roman Show. George, a lot of crazy things happening in the world of politics, but just the same thing happening in the world of professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. I have to agree with that, Mr. Roman, uh, because, shoot, uh, uh, when it comes to ratings, <laughs> uh, let's see who's going to win the ratings war. Uh, as far as all this is concerned, because you got the uh, Democratic convention going on, and then, of course, you have Monday Night Raw, and uh, you have the Marlins game. You have so much going on, so who knows who's going to win this ratings war? Yeah, I will tell you this, though. It's going to feel... Someone's going to feel the burn. And one thing of, uh, of uh, you know, healing, feeling some alleviation there is by using Athlon Rub, an all-natural sport rub, brings the martial arts time-tested tie oil to all serious athletes, Made in the United States of America from an FDA and GMP certified facility, athletes will now have a trusted source and steady supply for Thai oil to aid in their warm-up, training, and recovery. Warm better, train harder, recover faster, athlonrub.com. In fact, I had the opportunity of uh, being out there in, uh, there in the UFC 200 festivities at the uh, International Fight Week and uh, the big event that they have where they had the Muay Thai uh, fights and MMA fights and so forth. I saw the other athletes rubbing the athlete rum on their body prior to getting in there inside of a, uh, the octagon for competition. And I also want to invite everyone to follow us on Twitter at The Roman Show on YouTube. Uh, that's youtube.com forward slash allroman0201. Visit our site, of course, theromanshow.com, facebook.com forward slash uh, Media, and also on Instagram, romanshowmedia. George, let's get things started here with MMA Showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, George, UFC 201 takes place this weekend. Robbie Lawler defends his title against Tyrone Woodley, another American top team uh, member. So it's the first time, actually, that both but both cap, uh, both fighters who fight in the same camp are going toe-to-toe, one-on-one. I got I to go with Robbie Lawler on this one, but it's about time, hopefully, that Robbie Lawler does not have one of these crazy fights that he's been having, like he did with Condit, with uh, Hendricks, uh, with McDonald. He's just had crazy five-round fights, you know, fights that go up to the fourth round, and it's really just grinding and just beating the crap out of each other. So the guy needs a break. 
Uh, so hopefully he can take this fight against Tyron Woodley and it won't go the distance or at least four rounds. Well, I'll, one thing I could promise you on this one is that, uh, and, and like you, I am going for Robbie Lawler in this fight, but I, I have to say for one thing, because how you were saying, uh, first time ever two fighters that are in the same camp are going to go head-to-head. I'm going to say this on record. Expect, I feel like it's going to go all the rounds first and foremost. Let me just put that out there. Because they both know each other. They both train together. But this is just going to bring us a great fight. And reason being because they train in the same facility. So people are going to say, what can they do to counter each other? Because they know each other so well. So, guys, this is going to be made for a great fight, and I cannot wait to see it, but I'm still putting my money on Robbie Lawler. Yeah, I got the champ defending that title and keeping it for himself. The fight will take place in Atlanta, Georgia, this July 30th, Saturday, UFC 200, coming at you on pay-per-view. But one thing that took place this past weekend, and that's Valentina Shevchenko, who took on Holyham, the former bantamweight champion. And, George, it just didn't go the uh, it didn't go the way for the former champion as Valentina defeated Holly Holm. And Holly Holm now has gone and said, listen, I've already lost two fights back-to-back. Uh, of course, the first one being against Misha Tate when I lost my title. And then I go up against Valentina and then I lose. But I don't want to be a one-hit wonder. Holly Holm right now is not in a good position, say the, to say the least. Now, Valentina, however, and I said this uh, in, the, in the last week's show, she is really getting closer to that opportunity to a title shot. However, you need to remember that Amanda Nunes defeated Valentina. So Valentina, I say, well, should get one more fight against maybe a Juliana Pena. Uh, and see who wins another two. Well, Tate lost. I mean, why not put Tate versus home again? I'm just saying because if Valentina is going up, you know, in the ranks... My, and obviously, people, are, you know, USC fans all over the world are saying, "Oh, Tate needs a rematch. Tate needs a rematch. She was the former champion. Why don't you put Tate and uh, and Valentina against each other, and the winner faces Nunez?" I would, I would have put Tate versus Home, and then the winner wait in line to get a title shot. Uh, but remember, Ronda Rousey is still there. We don't know if if and when she will come back, but she has said previously in press conferences to the media that she wants her belt back. And I had the opportunity of speaking to Amanda Nunes. We will be putting that interview here shortly on the Roman show in, uh, in coming weeks. But she stated that she wants Ronda Rousey. If she's going to defend her title, she wants to defend it against Ronda Rousey as soon as she is available. Now, we won't know if this fight will happen later this year, if it will happen next year. But Nunes wants Ronda. It seems more like Ronda is more of the decorated prize than the title itself. Yeah, because Nunes wants to staple herself into history. You know, as a not just as a fighting champion, but she wants to make sure that the, all the fans all over the world, you know, look at her as a champion. Because here's the thing, Mr. Rowan. Ever since Holly Holm lost the title to Tate, the title really, again, and I've been saying this for weeks now, it's in a division that there's not one bad fighter. Not saying anything from any other fight, uh, division or any other fighter, but I'm just talking about this specific division. This is a division 
filled with five-star athletes. And the queen is still Ronda Rousey, loss or not. Okay? And who better to defeat than the queen herself and to staple yourself into the division by beating her in her return fight? You can't blame Nunez for that. Nunez does credit winning the title, but she looks at it as more like, hey, if I could beat Ronda, I could beat anyone, and this is kind of like a test for her. I agree. I definitely agree. If, if you know, she was the, the queen of the division, she was the queen of women's mixed martial arts, when you think of women's MMA, you think of Ronda Rousey. So, of course, if Nunes defeats Ronda for the title, to keep her title, it will definitely put Nunes out there, right there in the mix of Ronda Rousey if she goes on to defend that title many, several times, as such did Ronda Rousey. Moving forward to another topic, Dan Henderson and Michael Bisping. Uh, there has been word that Michael Bisping will be putting his title on the line against Dan Henderson. This will be a rematch that goes all the way back to UFC 100, where Henderson defeated Bisping. But this time around, there is a title on the line, which currently belongs to Bisping. He is the middleweight champion. Now, Henderson went out and said that win or lose, this will possibly be the very last time that Dan Henderson will be stepping inside an octagon to fight. Well, last time we saw these two fights, uh, actually it was with you, Mr. Roman, that you and I both saw this fight live, uh, that uh, you saw Dan Henderson knock out Bisbing. And as a matter of fact, in a very, very popular knockout, uh, you know, we saw even Henderson staple the knockout by still punching him while he was already on the floor. and, And listen, he had one of the biggest, I'm going to use a wrestling term here, he got one of the biggest pops when he defeated Bisbing because of all the trash-talking Bisbing was doing towards America and the American fighters. I remember this very well. Now, fast forward 100 pay-per-views later. This fight has been 100 pay-per-views in the making. And I believe Bisbing is going to go in there with a mission to get revenge, to make sure that he... History does not repeat itself. So this is going to be a great fight. Whether Henderson retires or not, it's going to be a great fight just because of everything that's riding on the line for both Bisping and Henderson. So I'm really looking forward to this. I'm a big fan of Henderson, uh, and I'm shooting him for win, but I am looking forward to such a great fight from both guys. Yeah, I agree. But if Dan Henderson retires as a champion and right there drops the mic and says, I'm out, I mean, that's just the best way to go. Randy Couture actually did that. Yeah, I, I, listen, history could repeat itself or it can't. But I'm telling you this right now. Dan Henderson, he's an elite fighter. He can knock you out very easily. But, the, but here's where I'm going to throw you a curveball. Remember what I said a second ago. Bisming is going to come into this fight with one thing in mind. And that is to make sure that history does not repeat itself from UFC 100. So we are going to see two keen fighters, two motivated fighters. This is a toss-up. I'm still going for Henderson, but technically it's a toss-up. Well, one thing to note here, the date for this fight has not been set. And rumor has it that this fight will not take place in the United States. It's going to be taking place in England, which is the home country of Michael Bisping. 
Oh, man. Talking about uh, even bigger pressure for Bisping to make sure that history doesn't repeat itself. You know, the, they should, uh, you know, nickname that pay-per-view uh, UFC History. Very true. Just because, it, just because of the whole Bisping and Henderson, uh, you know, do you know what it is that's 100 pay-per-views in the making? More than 100 now by the time that they fight. Oh, yeah, it could be more than 100, but still, it's many pay-per-views in the making. This is not just something that we've seen from maybe one pay-per-view to three pay-per-views down the line. This is over 100 pay-per-views in the making. With I'm pretty sure that Bisming's had it in the back of his mind. This is going to be a, an enormous fight. So, hey, Dana, if you're listening, Nate, nickname this pay-per-view UFC history. Just saying. By the way, how, how are the emails? Oh, yeah. I, I thought you'll never ask. Let, let me go ahead and open up my email tablet right here, my, my, da, my gorgeous tablet. Okay. So let's point this one out. Oh, ooh, I, I like this one. Rebecca says, here, here, here it is, Dear Dashing One, can you please give me some advice to be as dashing as you? Love, Rebecca. Rebecca, if you're listening, here's uh, the only advice I could give you. I'm not going to tell you how to be dashing like me because there's only one dashing individual, and that's me. But put on some makeup, and maybe you could be beautiful. Well, there you have it. Those are the emails, the weekly emails that George reads here uh, on the program. And if you want to share your thoughts, you can call us at 786-942-9424 or shoot us an email at info at theromanshow.com or send us a tweet. At the Roman Show. I have to do my plug, Mr. Roman, because my name is Dashing George Alonzo, voted number one face on Blog Talk Radio by all the women of Blog Talk Radio. Thank you very much. And with that, we go now and hear from the Titan FC, the featherweight champion, Mr. Jay-Z Calvacante, right here on the Roman Show. Marlins fans, you don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome. This year, every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson, Jeff Conine, Mike Lowell, Al Leiter, Dontrell Willis, and many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last. All right, everyone, marking on your calendars August 5th. Titan FC returns to action with a great fight card at the Bank United Center in Coral Gables. And on that card right there will be Jay-Z Calvacante, the newly crowned featherweight champion of Titan FC. He'll be taking on Freddie Asunka. How are you, Jay-Z? Welcome to the Roman Show. Thank you, man. I'm feeling really good. The Getting back to defend the title, so it's great. One behind another. I'm active, doing what I love. Nothing can be better. And Jay Z, that is quite remarkable. You just defend, you just earned your title um, in June, and here we are. We're gonna be heading in August fifth. So really, less than two months, you're defending your title. Yes, man. You know, it's not a job when you do what you love. I love fighting, so I want to be the mo- most active that I can be. And that's why I'm healthy, you know, the fight went well, went my way. Wasn't much of a grind fight, it was just like two minutes, three minutes. Mm-hmm. So I was healthy, you know, just right after the fight, I, take a, I took a week off. Not even there because of 
Thursday I was at the gym already, so went back to start training again and great uh, to fight. As long as I'm healthy, you know, I can do this, I'm going to be doing this forever. But no, it's not forever, so I have to take the time I can right now. Yeah, because previously, before you earned your title shot, you, you had taken some time off from fighting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I had some problems, you know, with, uh, before with injuries, then after with uh, organizations, you know, mm. being set me aside, I, they didn't get my fight. Uh, and then finally, I got signed with the Titan, and then I fought in Japan, and then got back and signed with, uh, I'm sick with the Titan now, you know, and uh, they're doing great with me. It's a good event. They are home based in Florida now. They came back here, so it's, I'm fighting home. I don't have to travel. It's close to my gym, close to my home. So, so it's great, you know, great atmosphere. Just go there and do one more day it's just like training but with the audience so so you were ready to fight it was just a matter of these organizations signing you a, a fight yeah a uh, couple of times uh, I had some times that I was uh, injured you know mm-hmm. uh, but thanks God I'm healthy but uh, the problem was this sometimes I was injury free I was healthy and I couldn't get fights they, uh, they were sitting me aside for nothing and uh, that gets me mad you know because we don't, we don't get younger. Time has passed, you know, fight career, fighting, fighter's career, it's not that long. And uh, get me mad a little bit. But everything happens for a reason. I'm still doing my work. I was, st- I, was, I was still at the gym, like every day. Like I told you, I love this. So whatever one I'm not training, I'm not fighting, I'm here. I also teach, I also coach the guys. And uh, it's a way to keep, it, to keep active, keep keep motivated and keep young with the new guys so you know just just for me i get a fight i gotta fight that's what fighters do right right now jay-z you've been in the game for some time now you've been a mixed martial artist for for, for a couple of years now and you know the age the age in your body i mean let's be honest your age changes so what's what do you do because your body of course is not the same as it was when you were in your 20s and now in your 30s it's a little different. So any adjustments that you do in your training so you can keep that, that body healthy? Yes. With the experience, you start to understand more and more your body. Mm-hmm. You know, like on, when I was 20, I could push forever in training, push forever in fight, on the fight, and then come back, push forever in training again. We didn't, we didn't listen too much, you know. I didn't understand much my body. Even that, like since a young age, I have a really, a really good understanding of my body. My mom is she's a naturalist, so she always take care of food really well. So I was, I was, I was always aware of the food, the the things I eat, and that keeps me healthy. So keeping me pushing, but in training, with the time, I start to understand a little bit more. You know, like okay, if I if I get a little hurt here, take a time off. Let's Give the time to heal, to recover completely. Don't rush. Don't be impatient, you know? But that's one problem when you love so much what you do. You want to be there. You want to do, you want to push, you want to fight, you want to help the, your friends. Uh, but you got you to gotta be smart. That's, that's a little adjustment that I had to do, you know, in training. Cut the amount and just be more specific with the time and recover. 
Right, and I, I've been noticing there on your Instagram account, you've been putting some posting regarding uh, nutrition and food. Yeah, I, I always try to, you know, like when I post something, I always try to make an impact on somebody's life. You know, I have so many people that made an impact on my life, and uh, little things, sometimes just a phrase can change your life, you know, can change your mindset. And uh, also when I post something, that's what I try to do. I try to post something motivational. I try to post something that it's food-wise, you know, healthy. Some, you know, sometimes just something for fun as well. It's part of the, to keep in balance, to keep your body, your mind, and spiritual, everything balanced. So that's what I try to do. Uh, whatever I do in my life, not just, not just on Instagram, but when I meet people on the streets, it's the same, same thing. Whoever I meet, whatever... Whatever, you know, whatever I meet, uh, whoever I meet is the same, is the same attitude for me. I want to go there, I want to exchange the energy and be a good energy, you know, leave somebody with a good impact of, on their life. Not, not Jay-Z, because, huh? that, because that comes back to me as well. Sometimes it might be a selfish thing, but, you know, it, uh-huh. but uh, it, it's a way. It can start like that, but then after, just I just want to give, just want to give good good stuff to people. Yeah, I noticed in your energy in, in, in the fight with Pahili, you were very calm, relaxed. I mean, even when you won, you were just very calm, relaxed. You weren't jumping around and celebrating and going wild. It seems that, Does that come with experience? Does that come because of the experience that you have in the cage? You don't have to jump and go wild. It's just you know that what, how hard you worked on to this fight to win and you just now acknowledge it? It's a combination of a lot of stuff, you know? Because, uh, I started, I, I started fighting really young. When I started mm-hmm. training, I was four years old. At six, I was competing in the diapers division in judo. So for me, compete is a natural thing. And uh, since a young age, like a, six years old, you cannot give a victory to somebody in the future or the kid. They always raise both guys' hands, you know? So that always stay on my mind, you know. Even if I win, I lose, like, okay, it's just a fight. I go there, fight, compete, be happy, have to go hug your your opponent. It's all good, it's all cool. And I always compete in my life, in fighting, you know, in martial arts. So I have that mentality, go there, compete, do do your thing. Your your opponent, it's not your enemy. Mm. He's like a, he's part of the system. Hmm. If I don't have an opponent, I don't have a. We don't have the MMA community. We don't have fights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's a. For me, even like when I go and I win, I I also don't don't go celebrate. First, because I know what I did. Mm-hmm. If you say I think if you celebrate too much, going crazy, crying, jumping, jumping around, might be you you were expecting to lose. That's mm-hmm. what Carson once told me that. You know. Huh. Well. He used to see people just going crazy. Right. You know, what do you expect? You're going to lose. And Carson Gracie had such a great mentality. You know, that's why I loved him. When I trained with him, it was like great because he kept the simplicity and the martial arts spirit. Hmm. And that I have the same way. That I have the same vision. I also respected my opponent. In judo, you always learned that. Like if you give a poem, somebody get hurt. We don't, we don't stand. You go on your knees, wait for the guy to recover, and then you can go and don't know, do your thing. But after you ball, after you, you shake hands, after you guys move, and that's when you can 
celebrate. That's how I learned, and that's that's on my heart, you know. That's on my on my core. Hmm. That's my roots, and I keep that because uh, I think that's the way to should be. You know, that's a uh, that's what I sometimes that's what I miss on martial arts and or MMA in general now because it becomes some such an entertainment. People do so many things just to sell, just for business. Kind of hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm. The sport, but you know, there's still a lot of fighters there. Still a lot of guys there that have the good martial arts spirit, and we're gonna keep this alive because the good stuff always prevails. Right, no, and that, and that's very humble of you. And gosh, you know, not just only in mixed martial arts. If only that type of respect could be spread all over the world, especially with all the stuff that we're seeing now on TV and and, and life in general. But uh, Jay Z. Here you have Freddie Asuncao. This man has not fought in about a year. This is your opponent. This is the man you're defending your title against. What can you let me know about Freddie and what's your take on him? And uh, the fact that he's been away from action uh, for about a year. Uh, is that an advantage, advantage to you? No, there's no advantage. Uh, like uh, You can never pre- predict what somebody else is doing. I don't have control of his life, I don't have a camera follow him, I cannot see what he's doing, I cannot see what he did on the year, so I cannot count on that. I can control my part. That's that's another another thing in life, you know, you only con- can control yourself. You cannot control anybody else's action. We think we can. Sometimes we even think we can control ourselves, but in reality sometimes not. You have functions in your body that you cannot control, that just goes. You know, you cannot, you cannot make your your heart stop beating. You know, those kind of things, like sometimes, like, oh, especially fighters, we get to the point that, no, I can control everything. It's not, it's not real. So I cannot control his stuff, and I cannot control what he was doing. Maybe he was training, doing something with a ninja movement, moves or whatever, and he came, and he can come, and do not be in a great situation. Like Dominic Cruz, who was out for so long, and when he came back, he fought like crazy, man. Right. That guy was that guy was inspiring, you know. Right. So yeah, that's I mean, a, that's that's a kind of guy I expect. You know, when I want to go and fight, I, I respect my opponent. Like I said, I I have my my codes, you know, Wu Wei or your way. It's kind of my codes, my philosophy, and the respect is the number one rule for me. And uh, if I'm going to fight somebody, I'm going to respect him. I'm going to respect him doing everything I can. Like I'm preparing to fight the number one guy in the world. Right, and considering too, I mean, even though he's been away from one year, he does have an eight-fight eight win streak, so he's he's on that winning streak. Yeah, you know, you never know. You never know what they're doing, what's going on. Uh, with the time of he can be improving. He's a talented guy. He came from a family of fighters. So, you know, he's a Rafael Sonsons brother and Junior Sonson. They're great guys. I know them, you know. Uh, they're not close friends, but I know them. So, I, I respect them. I know I know what they are capable of. Right. Now, JT, you're still trailing the Black Zillions, no? So and I know that Black Zillions, of course, you, you've gone through transitions and, and of course even some some sadness there with our, our, our good friend Jordan Parsons, which we always keep in mind. But well, how, how's Black, the Black Zillions doing nowadays? 
um, with the coaching and the training, um, Rashad is still there. I know you lost some of the other guys, but what, what's the atmosphere out there with the Black Zine? It seems more, you guys are more, more close, more tight as a family now. Yeah, for sure. The longer the time has passed, you know, only the, the people who feed the stage. And uh, we have a great, great room, a bunch of killers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have a special my wife class. I have Gilbert Durinho. Uh, Abel Trujillo, yeah. Sean Soriano, Yuri Villefort, Michael Johnson, mm-hmm. bro, so so many guys. You know, and the coaches as well. We have the best coaches in the world. Henry Hoof, George Santiago, Neil Melanson, uh, Greg Jones, Cody Pipcock, Jake Bonacci, you name it. We have everything in one spot, man. That's a dream, you know, for... That's a dream, Jim, for everybody. Every fighter I want to have there. Such a good uh, coach team and such good teammates that we can put everything in one spot and perform. And that's what we have here. You know, I'm here since the beginning. We, me, George, Danilo, Yuri, when right. we got together with Rashad, we started this. That's, uh, we were one of the founders yep. of the team. And, uh, you know, I have, I, I have, I'm proud of that because how long we become, you know, how long we are doing this and how great we are doing. We've been so many fights lately, you know, good fights like Abel Ford, Cupid, uh, Vicente, everybody kind of winning good fights and just keep growing. Just like, like I said, just one way and keep going. Of course. Well, Jay-Z, I want to thank you very much for your time here and uh, good luck in defending your title. So what can people expect when you defend that title against Freddie? On, uh, on August 5th at Titan FC, which, mind you, th- this is, you fought in Coral Gables, you know, last time I was at Titan FC, but that wasn't the first time you fought in that building, because I remember when you took on, uh, well, for CFA, you were out there, I remember seeing your fight, uh-huh. you, you walked out with a Miami Heat jersey. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, I try to have some fun, you know, when you go there. <laughs> the thing, I, I go with the flow. <laughs> when the time get close, I just get in the vibe, I get in the mood, and I get my swag going, and that's builds close to the fight. I don't know what, what's gonna happen this one, but for sure gonna be something good, you know, good energy, good vibes there, and uh, you can expect this coming to the arena, August 5th, Bank United Center in Coral Gables. Come and we're gonna share this energy. You know, I wanna share this with everybody that can be there. And if you cannot come, if you far away, watch on the UFC fight pass. Correct. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much, Jay Z, and uh, Abigado, and good luck. Okay. Okay, man. Thank you very much. Tell the guys to follow me on the Facebook. Uh-huh. It's my name, Jesus Cavalcante. I know it's really hard to spell the first name, but it's G E S I A S. And that's also my Twitter uh, Twitter and Instagram handle, at Jesus, G-E-S-I-A-S. Thank you, guys. Thank Appreciate you. the time. Thank you, Jay-Z. Thank you so much. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Bye. And now, it's time to give you a reality Well, George, the world of pro wrestling has heads turning from left to right, 360 degree, because the fans are still pissed off. And it's true. People are pissed off. Roman Reigns fails the wellness policy, and his first match is the main event of a pay-per-view 
for the title. What type of garbage is that? Anyone else pulls that crap, you know that you're pushed back. Look, look at Titus O'Neil, for example. All he did was try to hug or did a prank on Vince McMahon. The guy's back there somewhere. I don't know. Maybe he's fixing the, the role for Charlotte or something. But regardless to say, Roman Reigns fails the wellness policy. He's made a ending battleground for the title and nearly wins it. But here's, here's where I get upset about this. It's not just one pay-per-view. It's now going to be possibly two. Because here, here's the thing. He's still in the title picture. He was still in the title picture tonight on Raw. He was still in the title picture last night on Battleground. Like, how many more chances are you going to give this guy? Like, literally. Not even UFC does that. So, WWE, Vince, whoever's in charge of all this stuff, let me just say for the record, right now, no one, no one is in the same spot as you are right now because... And literally, it's kind of sad. It's very sad that such a, a, a important subject is ignored and you still are... You know what? I, I can't even comment on it. I don't understand. The guy comes in, he shoots some roids, and then he gets a, a title shot. Really, really, really sad. And nonetheless, he's going to get another title shot against Seth Rollins later on in the future. And with this whole universal uh, WWE championship. It, it, it makes no sense to me. And by the way, I love the universal you know, hashtag on there, the WWE Universal title. But the, the fact is, is that I, I'm so, so upset because it's like, it shows bias. Hey, uh, Bernie, I, heard, I hope you heard that. Uh, it, it shows bias in, in the system. You know, like how you were saying, oh, Titus did a joke and he was pushed down. Uh, anyone in the past that had their drug issue, they were pushed down. Then you get Roman Reigns. A guy who, who did drugs, an enhancer, mind you, and, and he is pushed right back to the top. I, I, how does that make sense? It makes absolutely no sense. This guy did not get punished as he should. He's getting main, main eventing, uh, Monday Night Raw, pay-per-views. So what? This guy just literally just got a slap in the wrist. That's it. And then he'll go on to SummerSlam and main event that too. If... Listen, whatever they're planning, they're making their company look bad. Because if you did something against the company, against the company's rules, and you're still pushing them as your top guy, what does that make your company look like? You know, that hurts me a lot. I'm going to have to rub some Athlon rub on me because it's really pitiful what they're doing. Moving forward, we notice now that Sasha Banks is now the new Women's World Champion. She defeated Charlotte. That's, that's some good news. Yeah, that's. Let me say something. If there's anyone that deserves it, not saying that you know no one in that locker room does, but if there's someone that deserves it, is Sasha Banks. I've known her since she first got into the. Well, not when she first started, but when she was in the independence, known as Mercedes KV, and she was her heart was driven for this business. She worked out heavily. She trained every time. She looked up to Eddie Guerrero, which I trained under Eddie Guerrero one day when he was a guest uh, trainer, you know, it, it, this is a woman that has fought her entire life to be where she is. And I have to say my hands go off to her because, hey, congratulations, Sasha, or Mercedes, however you want to be called. Uh, very proud of you, uh, and you deserve it. My hands off to you. 
that is a great champion right there. And now we'll see Charlie and Sasha Banks for oh god, but maybe like ten times maybe. Maybe well maybe uh, maybe we'll see uh, a rematch in SummerSlam again. So count that as eleven. Maybe, but why not put in there Bailey versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania in a ladder match, just like what they did with NXT? Imagine that. Well, they've been quoting a long time that they've wanted a women's ladder match for a while. So who knows? Maybe they do conduct history at WrestleMania. That'd be wonderful. It'd be a, it'll be a first to tell you that much. All right, and uh, another news here, obviously. Uh, Finn Balor made his debut on Monday Night Raw. It went quite well. Yeah, very well. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Finn Balor, you know, this is something that the fans have been waiting for for many, many years, uh, well, many, many months or years or however you want to call it, because the fact is, is that Finn Balor was one of those NXT, you know, superstars that people thought you'll see him in the main roster after the first year. That didn't happen. Uh, Come second year, that didn't happen again, you know, and finally, we finally see him on Raw, and he was pushed into the main event, and let me say something. Finn Balor is a guy who could sell. That guy has merchandise all over him. So, WWE, do not drop the ball. Do not drop the ball. <laughs> so, and another thought here, we, we want to talk a little bit about the whole cruiserweight uh, division and what's going on with the series or the tournament on, on, any, on um, the WWE Network, which is quite, quite well. But one thing I noticed is they're really taking it seriously. It's a lot different than when you see on USA Network on SmackDown and on Raw, they're making it really look very uh, sporty, very realistic, more competitive, shaking hands, bringing in the two wrestlers in the center of the ring with the referee right smack in the middle, announcing the winner and raising the hand. I think it's a very new outlook and a very Japanese take on it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, The Cruiserweight Classic, let me just say, is making history. As a matter of fact, there's already rumors going around that the WWE has signed some of these guys. Uh, to a WWE deal, and they're not even going to go through NXT. They're going to just go straight to the main roster. Uh, some of these rumored names are, let me just throw some out there, is Grand Metallic, uh, you know, Kota Ibushi, uh, Tajiri, uh, Cedric Alexander. And let me just say, to me, those are just rumors because I don't believe it until I see it. But if it's those four, if those four really signed contracts... Those are some of the best signings that the WWE has ever done. Cody Bushi, the name speaks for itself. Grand Metallic, amazing in Mexico. He's had his his run in in Japan. Um, As a matter of fact, I'm sorry, folks, for anyone that tunes into this show. I I had his, um, his name in my head, but it just went blank, and I'm sorry. Uh, He used a different name in Mexico and Japan, uh, but, uh, thank you, Mascarado, uh, thank you, thank you very much, uh, he's very popular, he has wrestled all over the world, including Japan, he's been in the Super Junior tournaments, uh, he's actually had some great matches with Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, so that says for itself. He's actually in Japan from 2010 to, uh, to this year, until he... He joined the uh, the cruiser. He's a very popular guy, very popular, and uh, and he's someone that you really want to keep your eye on. Another one, Tajiri, another great athlete, and, and Cedric Alexander. Should I even say anything about that man? It, the guy is so good. Even his theme song is good. 
<laughs> so it, it's it, if those four really did get signed, congratulations because the WWE really picked up on some great athletes there. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's edition of The Roman Show. Make sure, to again, to visit us on our website, theromanshow.com, and uh, follow us on, on Twitter, at The Roman Show. Shoot us an email if you have any questions, any concerns, any thoughts. Info at theromanshow.com. Subscribe to our YouTube video. We have a ton of interviews there, and more will be coming. By the way, I want to give a plug, George. August 27th, The Legends of Wrestling will be taking place at Marlins Park. So make sure you get your tickets and see some of the greats. I'm pretty sure my boy, Brian Nobbs of the Nasty Boys, will be out there. And we'll make sure to have him here in the program prior to the event. Without August 27th, mark it on your calendars. Legends of Wrestling at Marlins Park once again. I don't know who's on the who's, who's going to be there this time around, but I can assure you Brian Nobbs will be there. We're just going to have to wait and see who some of all the other legends uh, will join Maybe Kurt Angle again, Bill Goldberg. Maybe Bill B- Goldberg, uh, Kurt Angle. Uh, I I think I saw a Road Warrior Animal on the poster. Uh, Ken Anderson. Uh, there, there's a lot of people that you know are are gonna be on there, and, and uh, uh, all I can say is uh, I cannot wait to be there. But also big shout out uh, to a good friend of mine uh, that appeared on Raw today as uh, Sunny Boy. Hey, Mustafa, uh, Mustafa Aziz, congratulations, my friend. Uh, congratulations for being on uh, WWE programming. And, uh, yeah, that's all I can say. Yeah, you even got a pop. Well, with that being said, we'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. Yeah.